0: Hello, welcome back to Tay Radio Marin. I'm your host, Javier Bicuna.
1: And your host, Annalie Reyes.
0: And on today's show, we will be giving out updates on COVID-19 protocols and regulations here in Marin County. And we'll also be giving out information regarding vaccines. Uh, So during the second half of the show, uh, we will be also having Dr. Matthew Willis, who is a local doctor here in Marin County and he's going to be giving us some tips and some information regarding uh, some COVID-19 scenarios that might be coming up uh, as a high schooler. I know everyone's going back to school now in person, so just knowing what precautions to take, uh, he'll help us understand more. So we're really excited to have him on for the show later. Uh, but for now, I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to Anna Lee for the quote of the week.
1: Well, good afternoon, everyone. We hope you had a meaningful week. Like Javier has mentioned, today we'll be talking about the pandemic, which made us all have different challenges in life. The quote of the week is, challenges are what makes life interesting. Overcoming them is what makes life meaningful by Joshua J. Marine. And hopefully this quote can relate to all of you guys that challenges are what makes you grow, change, and become stronger. We may not have control of situations. Example of our previous experiences are shelter in place and school being virtual. But we do have the control of what our response is to it. From when we had the shelter in place and school being virtual, we had more time in our hands. What we chose to do during that time is the outcome of today. So always think about what is your response or the actions you take from a situation out of your control. So, yeah, that's uh, my thoughts on (laughs) the quote of the week. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, Uh,
0: it's a great quote. Um, I think it's perfect for especially where we're at right now regarding COVID-19. More people are getting vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, again, uh, the challenge I feel right now is to get more people to get vaccinated, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Before, you know, it's kind of interesting how the pandemic has kind of shifted. Mm -hmm. At first, you know, during peak pandemic, it was like, don't go outside. It's it's way too... um, It's way too dangerous outside, like you can Mm -hmm. catch it or whatever. Just stay at home, lockdown, right, when we were in quarantine. Mm -hmm. But now it's transitioned over to, all right, well, the virus is still out, and then there's different variants now.
1: Yeah, there's something that we can do now.
0: Yeah, and it's the vaccine. Mm -hmm. But now there's a lot of people who, you know, just don't want to take the vaccine Mm -hmm. for tons and tons of reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, But honestly, I I took the vaccine because I just wanted to be as normal, as back to normal as I can Mm -hmm. at the moment. And taking the vaccine has really helped, like, me understand, like, okay, now I'm pretty much pretty safe for the most Mm -hmm. part. Like, I'm not as vulnerable as I was at the beginning of the pandemic, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, now I'm here. have a backup. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I have a backup plan. So, or even if I do end up getting COVID, which, knock on wood, I hope I never get it. Mm But... um, I, it won't hit me as hard because I have the vaccine. So
1: Yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about my experience uh, with the COVID vaccine and also like the Berkeley COVID vaccine regulations. Yeah. Um, I I do go to Berkeley for school and um, I've seen the mandate go effect. Um, but the regulation is basically that some businesses require proof of full vaccination of patrons 12 years and older prior entering an indoor business facility and this went into effect in September 3 2021 um, and my experience is i i've gone to businesses i mean uh, stores um, where they like they don't ask me for my, Vaccine card, but like that one time when I went to go eat at a place and I chose to eat inside with a friend, they did ask for me to show my vaccine card because I was eating inside. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's a different. Uh, I mean, this is a new news that's been happening recently in Berkeley, and. I know like a lot of people are probably like, oh, how am I supposed to show my COVID vaccine card if I don't have it with me? Mm -hmm. Because we do have that card and I have that card on on me. But um, for references, there is a um, digital COVID vaccine record Mm -hmm. that you can um, go check out online. It's myvaccinerecord.cdph.ca.gov. And you can check. Um, well, you can um, write down your information, and then they and once you submit the application, they will send you a an notification, and then they're gonna give you your digital COVID vaccine record.
0: I do want to state something though uh, about mm-hmm. the digital COVID vaccine. Is uh, recently I'll, I'll talk a little bit about mm-hmm. this later. But but um, my friend who I went to a concert with, mm-hmm. uh, he had to show proof of vaccination, mm-hmm. and he he looked on that website mm-hmm. to get his digital proof. Mm-hmm. And it only showed that he took the first dose, even though oh. he had taken both doses.
1: Was so it se- recently before? He-
0: no, he took it probably oh. when the vaccines came out. He was one of the first to take it. So oh, that's interesting. it's interesting because um, maybe you should always just check it just mm-hmm. to make sure that all your doses are there mm-hmm. or whatever. Because you have to yeah. be fully, you have right. to have all the doses. Yeah. <laughs>
1: before like entering the store. Because <laughs> I feel like it would be kind of embarrassing. Just
0: to- right. So uh, he was pretty surprised about that. Mm-hmm. But there were... Um, there there he just brought his card instead oh, just yeah. to pro- show the proof but yeah sometimes maybe that
1: yeah and you can also like take a picture of your card like with you on your f-
0: yeah with you on your phone mm-hmm. and and that'll f- be fine you just have to show ID and all that mm. but yeah
1: mhm well um my experience as the covid vaccination um the first dose i did get a fever um i took the um, Pfizer. Oh, the f- no, no, the no you Moderna took Moderna, doctor. right? Yeah. I took the Moderna. Sorry. This is a long time ago. So yeah, I did take the Moderna. Um, and I did get a fever. It was kind of mild. Um, I did have headaches. So I did rest like a day. Um, and I did get shivers. Mm-hmm. And then the second dose, it wasn't that bad as the first dose. I know a lot of people had it worse than the second dose. But Mine was kind of different. I did have a sore arm, which is normal, mm-hmm. and I did have a fever the next day, but the second day I was like up and running. Um I remember the second day we were in the healing center, I mean healing circle thing, yeah. event that we had right, to. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was I was You're okay. feeling also, Yeah. Yeah, I was okay. <laughs> but yeah, that was my experience, but what was
0: yours well yeah so for, i mean for me when i took the vaccine uh the first do- i took pfizer mm-hmm. um and when i took the first dose i, I felt nothing like after like i, I didn't feel all, all i felt was like a sore arm, arm mm-hmm. and that's pretty common mm-hmm. uh but other than that i i um i took a uh i took the second dose and then that's when it really hit me it was like mm-hmm. oh whoa like the next day like at night is when I felt it. Like as soon as I was gonna fall asleep, I started getting shivers mm. and I got really like really, really warm. Um all right. and it was just like it was kinda scary, not gonna lie. But mm-hmm. uh then the next day I just felt like out of it. Like I felt mm-hmm. like I couldn't even like do proper things. I just felt like I was sick, you know? Mm-hmm. Um
1: yeah. and I remember um they told me not to take ibuprofen.
0: Yeah. So. Apparently that's bad. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't actually help at all. Yeah, um, so it's so,
1: not to take it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um and that's but after you know that intensity only lasted for that one day.
1: Yeah, so it's quick but it's bearable, you know. Yeah,
0: like like maybe even plan out when you're going to take the first dose and the second dose. Yeah, and
1: take a rest day. And then you mm-hmm. take
0: plan it for the weekend so then maybe yeah. in the weekend you can rest mm-hmm. and just work around your schedule because I think that would be the best like as, as much time as you can have to like rest and be like comfortable while while you're like mm-hmm. during the second dose or first dose, whatever dose. You'll be fine, because um, it will make the experience less like annoying for you. Because you're you're like, oh well, now I can't go to work or go to school because yeah. or I have to miss this because
1: yeah, so much responsibility. I feel but bad, yeah, yeah.
0: But um, I did want to mention that back to like regulations. Uh, so similar to Berkeley, mm-hmm. like you were mentioning, uh, everyone who is twelve or older in San Francisco must show proof of vaccination in order to get into certain um businesses Mm -hmm. or to eat inside um fully vaccinated just to let everyone know means two weeks after your final dose Mm -hmm. of of the COVID-19 vaccine so if for example i know j&j is the one that is only one shot but Mm -hmm. so you would have to wait two weeks after that one but if
1: yeah sorry j&j is johnson 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 Johnson, (laughs) yeah
0: sorry yeah and, and then pfizer and moderna are the two dose options and again, it would so for those it would be after your second dose, two weeks after that means you're fully back. So that's just some clarification on that. Um, and like I said, uh, oh sorry, San Francisco is requiring proof of vaccination for the following areas: so bars, restaurants, clubs, gyms, large indoor events, and any business or events uh, that's serving food or drinks indoors. So mostly anything like indoor related you know um and uh i also wanted to give out my ex- my uh, recent example is that i went to go watch a concert about two weeks ago it was my first ever concert since like the pandemic hit you know um i went i went to go watch uh, tim impala um and you know i was supposed to watch them last year in september but mm-hmm. the pandemic was like peak peak pandemic during that time so they had to cancel the show uh-huh. but now they did they rescheduled oh, it for like this it. year mm-hmm. uh so i went and it was at the chase center you know where the warriors play um and it was awesome i i really loved the chase center it's such a nice venue like if you ever get a chance to at least see a game over there or, or go to an event at the chase center i like highly recommend it okay. because it's just so nice obviously all the food's overpriced because <laughs> it's just stadium food like i had to pay like 20 bucks for, like, a sandwich Uh. with, like, no sides or anything. (laughs) And, like, a water (laughs) was six bucks. Oh, no. So, yeah, maybe eat something before you go to a (laughs) concert or or the Chase Center. But anyways, the way they were doing things there is you would have to either be fully vaxxed to get in or you would have to show a negative uh, COVID test uh, prior to to the show within 72 hours of the show. Um, And what was actually kind of interesting is that they... Next to the Chase Center, they had uh, testing test? sites. Yeah, oh, they had testing so nice. sites. So, yeah. so let's say you forgot or you didn't have mm-hmm. time to, to do, do a negative COVID test and, and you're not vaxxed. Yeah, that's then, so convenient. Yeah, they give you the option. I know also a friend who was working at the Napa Valley like Music Festival that happened uh, last month, I think, mm-hmm. too. And they had the same thing. A lot of venues have testing sites, like, literally on site. Mm-hmm. So... They're doing the, they' they're taking the proper precautions and and I mean that made me feel pretty laxed like when I was there and it was just it just made the experience much more enjoyable because I knew it wasn't like people sneaking in or anything okay. without yeah. yeah so it was fine. it was really simple. They just check your card and you just go in and basically and, and then you have to keep your va- mask on inside but mm. still it, it was it was nice it was nice um, especially being surrounded by so many people um i was surprised everyone was wearing their mask everyone was really following the rules so mm-hmm. they're pretty strict and pretty enforcing it pretty well mm-hmm. in, in the in the menu but okay. yeah I, I, it really felt refreshing to be just in a concert again and yeah be able to be there yeah, yeah. are you planning to well, go to any concerts well, being
1: safety. Yeah. yeah like safe yeah well for me i haven't <laughs> i haven't gone to any concerts so
0: have you ever gone to a concert before at all? Um,
1: uh, I don't, I don't think so. I don't remember really? Any. No. Oh, I did go to a monster. Uh, Is that
0: the K-pop band?
1: No, it's like no concert, <laughs> but it's like this car show. Right, okay. These oh, huge... like the monster trucks. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I was so little, but that's huh. all. Like I, like how I, I thought
0: know. that was a K-pop band. I know. Because all those K-pop bands have like, just like like <laughs> that. Like a mon- I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if there was a K-pop band called. Monster yeah. or something, maybe, but okay, yeah, maybe, maybe but there is. Um, <laughs> but, but, anyways, uh, we'll be right back. Uh, we're gonna play a quick PSA and uh, we'll get back to you guys.
2: Pacific gas and electric will turn off electricity when there is extreme fire danger to reduce the risk of wildfires. Marin residents need to be ready in case of prolonged power outages. First, you can sign up to get notifications about planned power outages. These will tell you when the power outages are likely to happen and how long the power will be out. To receive notifications, text your zip code to 888 Second, be sure to have a working flashlight, enough food and water for three days and other necessary items stored in your house and or your car. Third, learn about how to prepare to keep your family safe in case of a wildfire or extended power outage. See emergency preparedness information on the readymarin.org website. Please text your zip code to 888-777 to get on the alert system today.
0: All right. Well, welcome back, everyone. As you all know, it's gotten super duper hot here in Marin County. Like it's just we're what? it's October already. It's October 1st. And it still feels like it's summer out there. Right. Like, I don't know. I I was doing some filming earlier today outside, and that heat was really shining down on me. Like, it it, it burned.
1: Yeah. Well, for me, I walk the campus. er Like, when I go to the campus, I walk everywhere, and it's so hot, and it's just really bad <laughs> yeah no
0: yeah i, I agree so, it's, it's really bad right yeah, now. yeah
1: just keep yourself hydrated
0: <laughs> yeah the hydration and also just again make sure that you're prepared for when wildfire does occur because mm-hmm. you know it's just unfortunately here in northern california they're yeah. really common
1: you never know when it's gonna happen either.
0: exactly and and you always want to be prepared because you mm-hmm. don't want it so that when no your house brushing. is about to burn that yeah. you have to literally pack all your stuff up yeah. or, or sacrifice some things you know yeah. so that really sucks so
1: mm-hmm. so think ahead (laughs) yeah think
0: ahead but
1: but yeah well for me i'm gonna talk about some protocols in marin um, and some locations to get tested in marin so some protocols in marin um, is first responders are required to have vaccination Um, indoor places require masks and you can take off your mask if you're actively eating meaning you're (laughs) eating um but (laughs) to make it um more simple like if you're drinking and you're just taking a sip and then talking that's not actively eating it's um it's best if you take a sip and then cover your mouth and then i mean cover your 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 mouth with the mask yeah Mm -hmm. um and then you can take off your um, mask when you're alone in a room. <laughs> and there's more listed on the website um, on coronavirus.marin.hs.org mm-hmm. and then it's in health orders.
0: And I just thought it was funny that one of the, uh, the one, one of the things that they put down there is showering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, w- I was I mean, going to say it, but But no, I yeah. wanted to mention it anyway, so cuz that's pretty funny like Yeah, I, mean, I th- I'm not going to shower know. with my mask on. <laughs> yeah. Like, what?
1: Um, but (laughs) it's there Um, and there is the isolation quarantine order and they have more information about that on how you should isolate and uh, stay in your room like or in the place that you're in um, so you can keep yourself safe and others safe and then the cdc does say that after you are tested positive you can um can if you continue to have no symptoms, you can be with others after ten days have passed since you had a positive viral test for COVID nineteen. And the COVID tests there, there's different tests that you can have like uh, can take. There's um, tests given from healthcare providers, community free testing sites, and um, you can also take a test at home. You can have a uh, have it delivered at your house, and then you take it and then drop it off to the mail. That's um, pretty useful. Yeah. I, I think that's convenient, too. And I did wanted to mention some um, community-free testing sites. Um, there's one that is recently coming up. Today is Friday, the day that we're recording right now. And um, Monday is the most um, recent um, or the closest closest site you can take your COVID test for free. Um, It's on Monday at 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. in Marin Health and Wellness Campus. It's at 3260 Kerner Boulevard, San Rafael. And you can also look up their location through the slash testing. And then I'm going to mention a few more, which is the Novato Library. Um, It's on Fridays, 10 a.m. to 3.30 p.m., and then there's Piper Park at Larkspur Thursday at 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And yeah, that's that's it for my my spiel. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, um, thank
0: you for, for the information. Yeah. Um, I honestly didn't know about I'm glad that they're still making uh, COVID-19 testing for free like, for free yeah. and widely available. Because mm-hmm. um, even though I feel like a lot of people haven't been getting tested as much Mm -hmm. as before because of people getting more vaccinated now. And it's still good to just take it if you're feeling, like, strange Mm -hmm. or weird or or you feel worried. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I know it definitely happens. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's all sorts of COVID-19 sites, like you just mentioned, Mm -hmm. that are giving that opportunity Mm -hmm. to people. Because, yeah, you got to wait 10 days anyway. So Mm -hmm. you might as well, you know, use that to your advantage to make sure that you're not positive again, right? Yeah. So... Yeah. And and just moving on from COVID-19 testing, um, ask for some resources to where to get vaccinated. Uh, I did want to note that as of, well, October 1st today, uh, the current uh, vaccine that is has been approved for children uh, over the age of 12 and up is Pfizer. Uh, so Moderna and Johnson Johnson are unfortunately not, uh, are only available for people aged 18 and up. Um, so, Pfizer, like I mentioned before, is a vaccine that I ended up taking. Um, and like I said, I, I didn't really feel anything for the first dose. But during the second dose, I felt like, you know, like pretty bad. <laughs> but again, it doesn't last that long. Like the the, the pain or, or or the fevers, none of it really lasts for all that long. But just note that these are the, va- the, the Pfizer vaccine is the only vaccine you can take if, let's say, you're a current high schooler or you're like a middle schooler. Who's going in and wants to be vaccinated? Because um, I highly recommend uh, just just high schoolers getting vaccinated because I understand that you guys are pretty exposed to a lot of people like every single day. Um, and uh, yeah, so as for places that you can get vaccinated, um, the website that um, Anna Lee actually mentioned the uh, the coronavirus.marinhhs.org uh, also has a vaccine finder. As well, where you can look and up various uh, sites to get tested at. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the ones that's on there is uh, one that takes place at the ferry terminal in Larkspur, and they offer um, they offer Pfizer at that one. Mm-hmm. So, if you're a high schooler who's looking into or a middle schooler, anyone who's 12 and up who's trying to look for a va- to get the Pfizer vaccine, uh, you can get it uh, through that website. Um, by going and searching up for the ferry terminal um, right. uh, service. Uh, and it's very very, very quick. like you just go in your car or you can have your parent drive you and you never get uh, get out of the car. you just open your door, you roll up your your arm and and they just put the va- the dose and then you come back two weeks later for the second one. So yeah, it's pretty yeah, um,
2: yeah.
1: yeah, I did wanted to mention that like you will need parent consent since you're a minor um to get that test um COVID-19 test so uh, and same
0: for the vaccination thank you for mentioning that yeah Yeah.
1: uh, yeah, sorry the vaccination as well um but yeah just make sure you talk to your parents and let them know like what you're thinking um or what's your decision with the COVID-19 tests yeah because you
0: can't just show up with your friend or something yeah, they, and, and then they, just, they
1: won't give you the vaccine yeah
0: <laughs> yeah because uh they i mean they check for my id when i get there and mm-hmm. and everything to just make sure that i'm of age mm-hmm. um but yeah that definitely um so speaking more about that vulnerability that i was talking about where uh children really like anyone under the age of 12 is really like the most vulnerable and the most susceptible to spreading COVID 19 mm-hmm. right now because while well, they can't get vaccinated um mm-hmm. and they're they're in an area that's less vaccinated um exposed because literally everyone around them isn't vaccinated like kids under 12 yeah. like preschoolers elementary schoolers mm-hmm. they're around people who aren't vaccinated like literally all day because mm-hmm. because schools are opening back up again yeah. so that's why it's a big responsibility for the teachers uh to get vaccinated because you know they're they're the ones that are also exposed to them all the time and I wanted to just make sh- uh mention that. Even though Marin County um, is actually one of the most, has like the highest vaccination rate of, I feel like, I think any county here in America, like literally the whole United States, um, (laughs) there was still a very major outbreak here. Uh, So this made worldwide news. But what happened was uh, an unvaccinated teacher uh, caused a COVID-19 outbreak uh, to occur.
1: Sorry, was this news here? I mean,
0: yeah, it was it, it happened here in Marin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um the unvaccinated teacher uh caused a COVID nineteen outbreak in an elementary school mm. uh and they ended up getting twenty two students uh infected with COVID. Oh um it was it was really bad because uh well the only way the, the way it kind of spread was that the teacher they would be all be wearing masks, mm-hmm. but the teacher would put down their masks during um like when, when they would read. When they would oh. read. So when they would read them a story or something, oh. they would put their masks down.
1: And the kids were not wearing masks.
0: And the kids were wearing masks. Oh, okay. But it's interesting because twenty-two students isn't the whole classroom. Oh. So uh, kids in the back of the classroom mm-hmm. got infected and kids in the front of the classroom got infected. Mm-hmm. But a good amount of like the kids in the middle didn't get infected.
1: Maybe they were washing their hands. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it, it was actually that's why it made worldwide news is because it was a really interesting case study. Right. Because they were like looking at like, oh, okay, so well, it shows that masks are pretty effective, Mm -hmm. you know, because if they weren't, everyone in that classroom would have been infected with COVID. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it it was very interesting to see. There's plenty of charts on it. Like like, literally, if you search up COVID-19 elementary school outbreak, Marin County, you'll you'll find like all the information and data
1: on it. Well, well, it just shows that like you never know what's going to happen. So like always be careful and honestly, I want to say it's not the end of the world. If you do get COVID, I think you can get through it, hopefully. Um,
0: yeah, most young people, I'd mm-hmm. say, can get through COVID pretty, mm-hmm. pretty well. It's just the really, I mean. There's a risk. There's factor. a risk, a factor of getting your parents infected or people who are old. That's the real thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what's that's what been shoved into our brains for literally yeah. the whole pandemic is that the whole point is that, yeah, younger people, if they get it, Mm-hmm. they could just survive through it right yeah
1: but if i mean everyone messes up Uh um, so it's it's okay like if you mess up it's okay like you'll get through it too i just wanted to mention that mental health has been a playing factor in the pandemic and um yeah like everyone does mistakes and it's okay yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, because
0: I get it, too. Like, I, I totally get it, like, wanting to be go back to school. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's great. I think it's awesome that, that people yeah, can go back to school like you. You're going back to mm-hmm. Berkeley. You can actually go to the Berkeley campus. Yeah. Um, but
1: it's important to be safe and informed as well.
0: Exactly. And and as long as you're, like, again, around... The, if you're vaccinated, it's even better because you mm-hmm. feel so much more safer outside and you mm-hmm. feel like you're not going to, like, infect every, anyone or get infected because um, the whole point of it is, is you want to just keep things as safe as possible mm-hmm. and l- spread as you know yeah. uh reduce the spread of and the virus
1: yeah and have responsibility with yourself that you, you need to protect yourself and others as well um so yeah that's that's what i wanted to say
0: yeah and and definitely just just you know respect Others, decisions. others' others, decisions <laughs> to, to whether or not they wear a mask or, or if they're wearing a mask because, yeah, well, because they want to keep their loved ones safe, you know?
1: Yeah, and, um, and also, like, respect the other people who are asking you to put on your mask when you're in a building. Because yeah. Uh, their role, like, those who are in charge of the buildings, their role is to keep everyone safe and everyone being able to be in that building. So just be respectful of that too.
0: Exactly. And and being a, the, the more that people respect each other and understand that we're doing this literally to keep everyone safe and to go back to my, no. a sense of normal, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll be stronger and better as, as a community, really, as, mm-hmm. as a whole nation. Um, but yeah, like like going back to that story, I still think it's very important that you at least teach your siblings. Like if you have yeah. little brothers or little sisters— or even cousins, nieces, like anyone who's under the age of twelve and that they're close to you, to just teach them how to wear a mask properly, mm-hmm. and to always keep it on um, above your nose. <laughs> above your nose, um, and just keep everything like w- let them really sink in because kids are smart. I mean, kids mm-hmm. under uh, twelve, they 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 soak up information mm-hmm. like a sponge, you know. Yeah. Um. So I mean, they'll they'll keep them like nice, uh, and in check if you. If you let them know how to properly put on a mask and stay safe and and not just, you know, get create a risk of of being infected. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. But anyways, uh, we're going to go ahead and go on and play a song by Ismael Lara, who was on about two shows ago. He is a local up and coming artist uh, here in the Bay Area. Um, If you haven't had a chance, you could go check out our interview with him. Uh, that's up on our Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, but here's his song called Walking Stars. And we'll be right back.
3: With you by my side. Yeah, yeah. In the whip, thinking hear your smile, and your perfect laugh, I know you're still alive. Cause I feel presence, See, next to me, with you on my side. I'm indestructible, more powerful, I'm gonna make you proud. Saying Say another one on one south. Fast tracking through the golden gate, trying to get home a I know everything's gonna be alright. Cause last week I seen you in my dream, and you said it's ain't by. You said don't shed no more tears. I just want you to know, these sparked and tears, contain core memories, Spark projected from the fondest memories of my life. Each tear's a flashback, each tear runs down my face like a half bag. I celebrate them, this path I was meant for. Pain and lessons, gifts from the heavens, do no longer question. They strain my bar, my sons, so we don't commit the same mistakes in the streets Cold game. To transform darkness to light, we meant for. The spark they shine, I was made for I am key, Graduating, unconditional love Is what of all my wings This is how I flew out of internal purgatory Changing my past to to fly patterns move through the cosmos like the green lantern With you by my side, I'm afraid to fly With you by my side, I feel the urgency to truly live life With you by my side, I understand we don't ever really die We walk in stars destined to rise
0: All right. Well, welcome back uh, again. We hope that you enjoyed that song. It's called "Walking Stars" by Ismael. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Um, he uh, his his EP, Walk, which is called "Walking Stars," is um, available now. You can still find it on Spotify, Apple Music, all those major streaming platforms. Um, he's also selling merch as well. Uh, so we'll tag him in in this in, in the post for for this show. Uh, if you're interested in buying merch. Uh, And just supporting him uh, because I think he's a great artist. And, again, if you are an artist local here in the Bay Area who wants to be on the show, feel free to hit us up. And we'll be more than happy to have you on for the show and get to know you and play your music. You
1: can contact us on Tay Radio Marin on Instagram, TikTok, basically. All of uh,
0: our—literally, like, every single social media. We're (laughs) on there. Uh, But, yeah. All right. So— Now, uh, without further ado, uh, we have our guest for the show. We're very excited to introduce him. His name is Dr. Matthew Willis, Um, and we are so excited to have him on. Hello, doctor. How are you?
4: Great. Great to be with you.
0: Uh, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. Uh, it really is a pleasure to, to have the chance to talk to a, to an actual doctor um, and get some information and, and get some of our questions answered um, by an expert. So we really appreciate your time here.
1: Yeah, Would you like to introduce yourself to the audience? Sure.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm Dr. Matt Willis. I'm the public health officer for Marin County. So I work I work for the Department of Health and Human Services, which is the largest department in Marin County government. So I am a, I am a public servant. My salary is paid for by taxpayers. Um, and I am over the, the health side of that large Department of Health and Human Services, about 700 employees in that, in that department, about 200 in public health. And that's our team. And really, you know, over the last two years, it's really, as you know, been primarily focused on one disease one response, and that's been the COVID nineteen um, pandemic. Um, our team has grown over the past year and a half as we've kind of upscaled to match the demand for services related to the, the pandemic response. I'm happy to happy to be here today to talk about that experience.
0: Awesome, and and I was reading up on you, and and it seems that like you have you've worked for the CDC at some point, correct?
4: That's right. Yeah, my background is in internal medicine. I I spent the first part of my medical career in in primary care, you know, seeing patients. I had my own panel of patients first in Boston, and then I worked on the Navajo reservation in northeast Arizona for four years. I have a strong uh, value of uh, ensuring that everyone has access to the highest attainable standard of of health, regardless of their background. Um, So health equity is an important priority for us in Marin County. Um, and is really one of the things that personally drives me in our work, and has really informed our our pandemic response. Um, and after after working on Navajo, I went to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta. Spent a couple of years there doing um, international tuberculosis and HIV research and wow. outbreak controls. I was in I was in Haiti after the earthquake. Yeah, helping design the the system for detecting and preventing outbreaks in the tent camps, and then found my way back to Marin about eight years ago. I grew up here, found the way back here, um, and have, have loved my role as a public health physician.
1: Oh, well, that's pretty cool. I'm actually trying to major in public health as well, so it's very fascinating to hear your journey as uh, as your medical career. And it's pretty cool to um, see you serve the people and helping them. Um, well, stick with it.
4: I can always <laughs> say you or any other listeners, public health is awesome it is such a great path um it's so rewarding to to, it's rewarding to treat people who are sick but it's even more rewarding to to prevent sickness and keep
3: people well Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah i'm i'm actually striving to like help those who are like in the minority groups and low incomes because they need the most help as well too And yeah, it's very interesting to have you. I'm like very grateful that you're here taking time uh, to talk about the pandemic, and especially since you're a public health doctor. And well, my first question is when COVID cases were rising in China, were you concerned that it would reach as it did in the U.S.? What are your perspective as a public health officer?
4: Yeah, we were, you know, obviously concerned when we saw what was happening. And that seems like, that just seems like such a long, it's hard to imagine that was only just over a year and a half ago. It feels like five years ago or something. But (laughs) yeah, um, you know, the World Health Organization is constantly looking for emergence of new infections or odd outbreaks that might be happening anywhere in the world. And they'll send out announcements every once in a while when something crosses a certain threshold of of concern to say, hey, you know, we're seeing this happening in in Africa or, or in the United States or in China. And just to kind of let have the global medical community be aware of what might be occurring and to stay tuned. And that was kind of the first communication, like end of December, early January, they're saying, you know, we're seeing this odd increase in this respiratory illness out of Wuhan, China. Um, not sure what to make of it. And I remember having an email exchange with with Dr. Lisa Santora, our deputy health officer, yeah. who's amazing. Yeah. Um, and Lisa and I were like, should we, you know, should we include this in our in our like weekly? Update to our clinicians, our little newsletter that we send out. You know, should we include some mention of this? Um, and we decided we should probably just signal this as, as something for the clinicians to be aware of. You know, not knowing at that time that it would become just like the dominant theme for the entire world. But was I think was what we saw very quickly was that it was spreading so quickly in China, um, and anything that spreads that fast um, has the characteristics of something that could become a pandemic. So at that point, we knew we needed to kind of brace ourselves for. Um, JUST BECAUSE OF THE GLOBAL, YOU KNOW, THE GLOBAL ECONOMY, THE GLOBAL NATURE OF TRAVEL AND THINGS anything THAT AFFECTS ONE PLACE IS GOING TO AFFECT EVERY PLACE SOON ENOUGH. NO PLACE IS AN ISLAND. AND we, uh, WE STARTED SEEING CASES, YOU KNOW, A COUPLE MONTHS LATER. OUR FIRST CASE IN MARIN WAS IN EARLY MARCH. LUCIO HERNANDEZ, A GENTLEMAN THAT WE GOT TO KNOW BECAUSE WE ONLY HAD ONE CASE. SO WE, YOU KNOW, HAD A LOT OF ATTENTION ON THAT CASE FOR A LITTLE WHILE. He ended up in the hospital and ended up also being our first death, unfortunately.
2: Dang. Um, wow. And
4: that was really a wake-up call for us to 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 respect this, you know, to really understand that we're dealing with something that um is serious and right. is affecting mm-hmm. our yeah. own community directly.
0: Wow, that thank you for sharing that. That's that's actually really eye-opening. I I didn't know yeah, um, well, that the first mm-hmm. COVID case actually was was a death too.
1: Yeah, because um, well, for me, like I was in school and I heard about the covid cases in China, but I didn't think it was that serious. And then March came and it was just big news.
0: Yeah, like that whole like March and April was really like mm-hmm. like it was scary. Like we didn't know what was go- what was going on really or uh, and then we just kept seeing cases go up and up and up and we saw <laughs> deaths going up and I mean It's just, I can't believe it was just like about a year and a half ago now that that happened. I was,
4: um, yeah, I ended up being, I ended up being the 39th myself, the 39th case in Marin County,
0: Mm -hmm. um,
4: of, of COVID-19 because I, you know, there's so much we didn't know about how it was transmitted at that time. Mm -hmm. I was out in the field working with our hospitals, our emergency medical services providers, um, and somehow ended up contracting COVID-19, um, and so I think that also really it really kicked me, you know, like I was for about two weeks kind of just at home in bed. Yeah. I've never been that sick in my life. And that, I think, also kind of informed my understanding of what this disease exactly. can be yeah. Yeah. and really yeah. wanted to protect our community as much as we can.
0: Well, on the subject of COVID cases, um, how many COVID cases are there currently um, here in Marin County? And should should we be concerned about them?
4: Yeah, so we're right now we're at uh, fourteen thousand eight hundred and forty cases. You know, we we track this very carefully. So at any given day, you can get an answer to that question. Um, if you go onto our website at coronavirus.marinhhs.org, Um, and it, it has all the daily numbers. It has hospitalizations, case rates, death rates, and a lot of other information. Uh, it's information that I use to guide our strategies, but it's also anyone who wants to see what's happening in the county. So that's our current almost 15,000 cases 191 deaths um, and should we be concerned I think you know the answer is um, we should be concerned enough that we are responsible that we're that we're sensible that we're responsive um, but I think you can turn towards being you know so afraid that it's that it actually creates other kinds of harm um, and so we also need to recognize that we now with a year and a half into this we know a lot about how to control it, right? We know a lot about how to protect ourselves. We have tools for protecting ourselves. Right. Facial covering is critical. We know the vaccines are critical. So there is some measure of control as well. So I think, yes, it's important to be concerned, but um, for that concern to lead towards, towards, you know, being responsible in your own behaviors and recognizing you do have some control over your risk. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, we know that it lasted like more than a year with the pandemic. And I wanted to hear your perspective, like, how how long do you think the pandemic will last? Do you think it's coming close to an end?
4: Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I wish I yeah I wish I had a crystal ball to answer that question.
0: <laughs> I think I we think all they're... we all would appreciate that, huh?
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I yeah there's there's two ways to answer that. One is that you know the 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 term pandemic right has a specific definition. A pandemic is is a is like a global epidemic. So yeah. an epidemic is when it happens locally. Pandemic is when it happens globally. Um, AND PANDEMIC IS CHARACTERIZED BY SOMETHING THAT IS that is NEW, THAT IS um, ACROSS THE ENTIRE GLOBE, AND it is, has, a, HAS A HIGH BURDEN, right, HIGH RISK. AND SO FOR US, WE ARE PROBABLY MOVING OUT OF THAT PANDEMIC DEFINITION LOCALLY BECAUSE WE HAVE MUCH BETTER CONTROL. WE HAVE VERY HIGH VACCINATION RATES. OUR CASE RATES ARE DECLINING. AND WE ARE MOVING TOWARDS ADDING COVID-19 TO BE AMONG THOSE OTHER LISTS OF, of DISEASES THAT WE HAVE COME TO live know, KNOW AND JUST LIVE WITH. Like, like uh, flu, the flu um, yeah, measles, tuberculosis, HIV. There's a whole list of communicable diseases that we know how to manage. Other parts of the world are still really in the middle of pandemic phase, right? Because they don't even have vaccines yet, and there's cases that are going, you know, still very high case rates. So I think the term pandemic will apply to this for at least another year for the World Health Organization. Our local experience will be more what we call endemic, which is kind of when it becomes more, more local, probably in the early part of 2022.
0: All right. Well yeah, I think no, it makes sense what you what you yeah. mentioned, uh that right now we're kinda just gonna be putting we, we've known for a year now how how, how the how this virus spreads and, and just overall how to deal with it more now, especially with the vaccines now being rolled out here in America and more people getting vaccinated. It, it's it's like you said, it's just gonna have to be another one of those diseases that we're gonna have to live with and, and just understand that yeah, this is just gonna be a disease that exists and um, yeah, well, well, thank you for mentioning that. I wanted to say, also, so since um, how, since there's been like a uh, like lots of misinformation being spread around, uh, especially about the vaccines and about just COVID nineteen in general, uh, many teens and and people in general are still hesitant about taking the vaccines. And I was wondering, how can we as young people uh, try to help people understand that the vaccines are safe or, or try to at least educate them in a way where they they don't really believe all the misinformation that's being spread on social media because obviously there's a lot of it um, and it, it's real there's a lot of people that are scared to take the vaccine so yeah if, if you had any suggestions yeah. On that, yeah
4: I mean I think I think the first thing is to recognize that that it is you know I, I can see how people would be confused. Um, and, and not sure, um, because I mean, there's a, there's a, you know, a few pieces that one is just even within kind of the established government, you know, the way this, you know, the way this came forward was so politicized, right. It was under one presidential administration and then it's gone to another. Yeah. Um, and, and so the, the politics around this has, you know, if I step back, I think one of the most unfortunate sort of, when we look back on this, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, just that the polarization of this pandemic will be, I think, one of the most unfortunate features of this, because it has prevented us from really having a clear view of the truth, right? Of whatever is true about this, whatever is natural and true about this virus, from a science standpoint, the things we try and de- determine through studies and really careful analysis has been so obscured by like all of this kind of political exactly um, yeah it
0: became very political
4: at least it leaves it leaves the public often confused so i I just want to start with you know empathizing with that experience Mm -hmm. um i think you know we're still fall back on you know looking to establish sources of reliable information um rather than looking to you know, the internet—just search on the internet or, or just social media. I mean, anyone can say anything in those forums, um, and then they sort of get a life of their own because they find people who have those shared beliefs, and then it kind of becomes its own little online community of, yeah. of believers or something that could be completely false. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been—that's, I think, you know, the nature of a lot of that information is this group think around people who are completely separate from kind of science, you know, and um, and 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 can really harm us. You know, I, I find it's. It's one of the hardest things about my my job is to, is to be an effective communicator when people are bringing me what they see as science, but it's completely false. Exactly. Right? Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I think so, you know, the CDC Center for Disease Control um, Prevention is is a, is a reliable source of of data and re- research and science. Um, and they make the regulations They make the policies. That's where I look. Yeah. The World Health Organization, that's where I look. Um, you know, Marin County Public Health we strive to be trustworthy and transparent um, and we try to communicate as clearly as we can and I think people can look to us as a source for information if they're confused our website has a lot of information we do a lot of uh, you know I, sh- I, I speak to the media we try and do everything we can to to offer clarity um, and then you're you know the other the other is that you know finding someone that you trust in Your community, you know, a physician, your doctor, a nurse, someone within the medical community who you trust, and having that one-on-one relationship. So if someone has concerns or doubts about the vaccine, yeah, don't hold back, don't hide, you know, just come and just share what you're feeling, you know. Yeah. Um, everyone has a right to their own experience. Exactly. Uh, you yeah. want to be respectful. Um, Most and I think having a conversation with the with the healthcare provider is also an important potential tool for people who are on the fence. All
1: right. Well- Thank you so much for the information. And we wanted to ask you some scenarios. So if someone is in this scenario, it can help them. Um, So I wanted to say, let's say I'm in a group of four people and three of those people are fully vaxxed. Is it safe for me to hang out with them inside a place uh, without masks?
4: Well. I guess that's an easy one. Um, no, not inside. So, uh, you know, that you have three who three, three are vaccinated, one who is unvaccinated, that's kind of the, I'm really glad that you asked that question that way because that's the, that's a really common scenario. When we see breakthrough infections, the so breakthrough infections are people who are vaccinated who get infected, right? Good news is that when they're infected after they've been vaccinated, it's a much milder disease. They're not as nearly at high risk for getting hospitalized. The vaccine has really well has really prevented them. But even in those cases where those occur, it's often because there's someone in that environment who is unvaccinated, um, and they share that space. Which is why we're asking people who are both vaccinated, and unvaccinated, and vaccinated to cover their faces in indoor settings when they're in mixed gatherings like that. That person who is unvaccinated. Unfortunately, really does just from a you know epidemiologic standpoint, present a risk to those around them because they are at much higher risk of being infected and being infectious because they don't have the protection of the vaccine. And we know the virus is still part of the community, so it's possible. It's much more likely that that person could be infectious. So the answer is, unfortunately, um, for all those individuals, they should all be covering their faces um, mm-hmm. indoors, and may, and that person who is unvaccinated. Um, It would be even safer if they're able to maintain six feet distance from the others.
1: Yeah, I remember when we had um, the order of that we can like like those vaccinated can go to the build like indoors with no masks, and when that happened, there was so much COVID cases, and I believe it's the same reason that you just mentioned because
0: it's a mix you know of unvaccinated people, yeah, vaccinated people. some
1: people go into the store like not vaccinated
0: with no mass no you know mask. like that's the other issue right is that how are you going to know how are we going to even check for that like that people are vaccinated who are walking in with no mass like how do we know that they're vaccinated right mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean that's that's a whole other thing but
4: <laughs> i'm glad you i'm glad you mentioned that because yeah. a lot of people misunderstand what was behind that mask mandate. Mm-hmm. That mask mandate was really to make sure that you're just, if you're an indoor setting where you've got a mix, everyone's covering their face. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very simple rubric. You just got your face covered because when we, when we say that one group can un, you know, not cover their face, it really the unvaccinated people are often less um, willing to, to cover their face than
2: vaccinated
0: yeah, people. Exactly.
4: And so it gets, it, it just offers that, that more global protection for everybody.
0: Right. And going on to another scenario, um, so we've been speaking about indoors, but let's say that I'm fully vaccinated and I wanted to go, let's say, for a run or be outside around. Like I know in San Rafael, they do that dining under the lights thing on 4th Street where they close it down and like everyone gets to eat outside. How safe is it for me to be outside without a mask if I'm fully vaccinated?
4: Yeah, I mean, generally safe, you know, that but it depends it depends on how close you are to people um and who those people are and whether they themselves are covering their faces so i would say it's generally safe you know if you're out you're out on a run and you're alone you're vaccinated um you know you don't need to be covering your face you know sometimes i see that you know be up on on a hike on mount Tam, and the person is like walking along with a face covering and there's no one around them. And, you know i think sometimes you can maybe take it a little too far but um in general you know if you're if you're around i would say you should cover your face even if you're vaccinated outdoors if you're in close proximity to people um, especially if it's a mix of people vaccinated and unvaccinated
0: right okay well thank you for that clarification um because yeah. yeah i mean more recently i started running without a mask outside um i was wearing my mask while I was running outside, but uh, usually the area that I'm in, it's very Empty. little people at mm-hmm. all. So I'm like, I, I I think I'm just, I feel like I can just wear it. And I felt a little more secure about it, too, since I'm fully mm-hmm. vaxxed. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I think your reasoning makes sense. So so thank you for clarifying that.
1: Well, here's a, a specific scenario that I'm going to read out. And it says someone is sick and has COVID, but they don't know they have COVID yet and is wearing a mask in public. If I'm near that person and I'm fully vaccinated, but I'm wearing a mask, what are the chances that I can get covid if I wear a mask and when I don't wear a mask?
4: It's mm. <laughs> <That's> a very <laughs> specific scenario. Yeah. All right, so you're vaccinated. Um, but they're not ma- they're not vaccinated. Yeah. But, or, or they're sick. Yeah,
0: they're they sick. haven't sick. been
4: diagnosed yet. Okay, so that happens, right? Someone gets sick have been diagnosed yet. They're out in the world and they're not covering their face.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Or no, they are covering their face. They are. The yeah. They are covering their face. Okay. Mm-hmm. So great news. So that the fact that that person is, is infectious to others, does not know yet that they're infectious to others, which is how it happens in real life. Mm-hmm. You obviously don't, you don't know until a little later. That's why we cover our faces just at baseline because you don't know. And if that person had their face uncovered, the risk of transmitting to others around them will be so much higher. So the fact that they're covering their face already, you drop your risk of being infected by seventy percent. Hmm. They're covering their face drops your risk by seventy percent, and That's if you are also covering your risk, your face, your risk drops by like, like another twenty-five percent. So you're you're benefiting each other. We call that mask on mask. So it's when both parties, one infectious, one susceptible, they're both covering their face. The risk drops like together by about 90 percent, 70 percent on one side, about 20 percent on the other side. So it's um, you are significantly protected by the mask that you're wearing. But even more importantly, you're protected because they were wearing their mask. Uh,
0: Great.
1: That's that's good news. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you. And then just one last scenario here uh, that I want to throw out was so since a lot of concerts are opening up again, um, how safe is it for? Well, a lot. Of, okay, a lot of these concerts now. The venues are requiring people to either show proof of vaccination, or also showing like a negative COVID test that's within forty-eight hours or seventy-two hours of the event. Um, how safe is it for a non-vaccinated person to go to one of these concerts without a mask, but showing proof of a negative COVID test? Um, they would be surrounded either by, you know, either people who are fully vaxxed or have also shown proof of a negative COVID test because obviously that's the only way they could get in. So, yeah, how, how, how would that play out for them?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, stepping back the most, that person who is unvaccinated is at, is at risk wherever they go and, and, and represents risk to those around them wherever they go. Um, a concert increases that risk because there's, you know, there's others closer around them that's a, that's mitigated a little bit by the expectation from a policy standpoint that people get show proof of a negative test. Um, but then you're you know you're talking about when was that test done? What is the accuracy of that test? How much can we really lean into that negative test as proof that that person is not infectious? Right. Um, you know it does add it does add some level of uh, of safety that they have that that negative test. But I think. You know, all of these are measures, this sort of these layered strategies to reduce risk overall. Um, and the most important thing there is that, that that person would be safest overall and be safest those around them if they were actually moving from an unvaccinated state to a vaccinated state. Um, and the proof of the negative test adds some security, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean that person is not at risk to those around them. Would
0: their risk go down in any way if the concert was done outside? instead of
4: inside? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, outdoors is, is, you know, ventilation. We're learning more and more. I mean, this is a respiratory illness. So it's spread by droplets in the air. If you think about, a you know, a closed room with no ventilation, stuff that people breathe out just sort of starts to accumulate there. So that's kind of the one scenario of like why it's so much riskier indoors and poor ventilation. The opposite of that is an outdoor setting that's well-ventilated where the particles will just go up into the atmosphere. Um, and that's, that's why we're seeing outdoor settings are really categorically just so much safer than indoor settings. So, right. yes, absolutely. Yeah.
1: I have a question that came up um, in my head. Um, when you're sick, when you take the COVID test, does it have like, is there a certain day that like, let's say you're sick and then three days you take the test and the test is only, like, how long is the test able to detect Covid nineteen. That's that's the question.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a great question because it, it's sort of um you know it can be confusing mm-hmm. when someone is exposed. You know, we might say, okay, we we've learned that through our contact investigation that you were exposed to someone with Covid nineteen yesterday, hmm. um, and they're like, good. I want to go get tested, um, and w- and we have to say, wait, <laughs> you know, don't get tested yet because it takes a few days after you after you've been exposed. It would take generally about three to five days before if you had been infected through that exposure for the virus to actually build up enough particles in your nose, which is the test, right? Usually goes into the nose mm-hmm. to detect if you were infected. So sometimes if we get tested too soon and it's negative, you might be falsely reassured that yeah. you haven't been infected when in fact you had. So it's the message is usually to wait at least three days after any potential exposure to get tested. Um, and we require that people de- test negative at five days. You know, you know, the earliest you could detect it, in three days. But we really require a negative test of five days after a known exposure to be able to make sure that you're out of the woods, that you were not infected.
0: Uh, wow. Well, well, thank you yeah. for that. Because um, actually, well, just to be honest, I, I usually just take my COVID test like right after I feel, start feeling something like mm. if I feel bad or if I feel certain wrong but no th- thank you for explaining that because that makes more sense as to why it's recommended for people to take the the test, test yeah at and- least well, I want
4: to yeah. be clear there that what is for symptoms so I, that was the relationship with what I just described is if someone's been exposed, so exposed you're, oh, let's okay. say you're, you're at school and you got to wait at least three or five days after that yeah. potential exposure yeah. if you're having symptoms you're right javier that's that's when you you know if you're having symptoms you should take your test right okay. there.
0: Okay, thank you for clarifying that. Because that's the symptoms. If the
4: symptoms are are actually a sign of COVID 19 infection, yeah. Like it's it's already a good time to take the test. Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Okay. All right. So I guess I'm not in the wrong. You're good. (laughs) Okay. I'm good. You're right. All right. Well, perfect, uh, Dr. Willis. Is there any last words that you'd like to say to our audience? I mean, it's been great having you on here. Mm -hmm. This has been again, so much good information that has made me feel a little better Mm -hmm. about kind of like the situations that I sometimes put myself in. Um, and just having your expertise answer those questions for us has been really helpful. So Mm -hmm. are there any, uh, any last words you wanted to say to our audience before?
4: Well, thanks for, thanks for having me. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, we love, we think that, you know, just direct communication and honest, um, exchange is is critical to our to our response all the way along um and so i appreciate appreciate this radio show and a chance to, to talk with you and we can we can come back at intervals you know as things come up um you know marine county is is i feel like we're doing well overall with this pandemic response you know we have um, some of the highest vaccination rates and the lowest case rates some of the lowest death rates we just did an analysis that showed our death rates are about one tenth of what they are across the California as a whole. Um, And, you know, it's a chance to reflect on what, you know, what are the elements of that? You know, obviously we're still grieving all that this has meant for us. We've lost a lot, both in our own personal lives. Um, Businesses have been lost, lost school days. Um, It's been really hard. We've lost family members. So it's hard to, it's hard to say anything THAT WOULD BE A CELEBRATION OF ANY KIND of that IN THAT ENVIRONMENT. BUT I THINK IT'S ALSO IMPORTANT TO RECOGNIZE THAT WE DO HAVE A LOT TO BE THANKFUL FOR IN, in the, WHAT WE HAVE ACCESS TO. WE ARE SO PRIVILEGED TO HAVE ACCESS TO the, THIS HIGHLY EFFECTIVE VACCINE. Um, THAT'S NOT TRUE FOR MOST PEOPLE IN THE WORLD STILL. Yeah. Um, AND I THINK WE OWE A LOT TO ONE ANOTHER. YOU KNOW, THE FACT THAT THIS IS A communicable DISEASE, WE, we TRAVEL TOGETHER ON THIS, YOU KNOW, and, AND THE FACT THAT PEOPLE ARE COVERING THEIR FACES, GETTING VACCINATED, RESPECTING ONE ANOTHER, is really that collective impact has led to our collective success. And so if we want to thank anybody, it's really turning to turning to people that are around you at any moment um, and expressing that gratitude because it's something we've done together.
0: Well, perfect, Dr. Willis. Well, thank you so much. Unfortunately, we're running out of time here on the show. But again, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. It has been an honor to get to know you. And, yeah, yeah, um, mm-hmm. hopefully we'll get to have you on for the show again yep. uh, to give us some updates in the near future. Uh, and this has been Tay Radio Marin. We will catch you guys next week. Thank you all for watching, and we hope you all have a great weekend. Yes. Take Thank care, you. everyone.
1: Bye, guys. bye Thank you.